The words of our meditation for today are taken from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the 15th chapter, verse 16. And the believer says to the Lord, Your words were found, and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. I don't know what to do with them all, she said. It's an elderly woman I'd gone to see one of my shut-ins in her 90s. I don't know what to do with them all. And she motioned for me to kind of get down on the floor on my knees. And she opened up a cupboard that was kind of like a big lampstand, but I opened up a cupboard, and inside of this cupboard, there must have been between 150 and 200 little meditation devotion books that she had been keeping. She said, I've probably saved these over the past 40 years, and I don't know what to do with them. And she said, what's hard is, even though I've read them all, I just can't throw them away because they're God's word. I thought, what a, what, a neat, what a neat thing that someone, this elderly woman, this believer in Christ, loves her Savior, loves his word so much, she can't even throw away the booklets that contains the very thing that's keeping her faith alive. She wanted to know if I could find some place to take them and use them elsewhere. It's very interesting imagery that, that we have in the text before us today, this concept of eating the words of God, eating his word, consuming it. And it's a, it's a theme that we see in other places in the Bible too. Uh, the prophet Ezekiel and then Jeremiah here and John all refer to this concept of eating the scroll of God, eating the word of God. And I, whenever I read these texts, I think of a line in one of our prayers when I was a little boy that said uh, that we would inwardly digest God's word, inwardly digest it, allowing it to, to be the very thing that you take into yourself to give yourself life, spiritual life. Along with your faith in Jesus as your Savior, who died for you, along with that faith, God the Holy Spirit creates an appetite in you for his word. You're demonstrating that even by being present here today. As a pastor, I've maybe had about seven or eight cases of people with anorexia in congregations I've served, a couple even here at the college now. And uh, years ago, 20 years ago, it was, seemed to be a lot more prevalent in our nation. And it's a very challenging and, and difficult disease. It's kind of a, a mental disease. But people would push themselves away from eating. They claim that close to 80% are, are usually young women. Push themselves away from eating. And the same is true for us spiritually. Uh, there, can, there can be a disease for us of pushing ourselves away from the Word of God and from consuming that Word of God. And when we keep ourselves away from the words of our Savior and from His truth, it, it weakens our faith, just like physically somebody with anorexia finally weakens their body. And after a while, another thing that happens with anorexia is, is you actually start to lose your appetite. And then it gets really dangerous because now you don't even want to eat anymore. 
The first stage is you often still want it, but maybe you want to get rid of it. But then the later stages, you don't even want it at all. And so that's really the dangerous thing. And that can happen to us spiritually as well. The longer we keep ourselves away from the Word of God, the, the greater danger there is of losing our appetite for that Word. And I've also had it happen to a number of people in congregations where they were very faithful about coming to eat, if you will, to come and worship regularly. And then all of a sudden it started to stop and, and they, they kind of faded away. And when I would go talk to them about it, you'd often find out there was a particular sin that they were embracing, something they were falling in love with that they knew God didn't want them to embrace. And because of that, it, it made it harder to have to go back into his house and be confronted with that. But even for those of us that actually go and sit in the pews and sit in the chairs of chapel and, and allow ourselves to stand in the presence of those that teach God's word to us, to us even there, we can allow ourselves to become a little bit disengaged from the food, the spiritual food that's being fed to us. We maybe want to hold on to a particular sin that we really don't want to let go of because it's just too fun and it's too deeply embedded in our lives right now. Or maybe, maybe we're starting to have doubts and, and we, we'd rather find ourselves feeding those doubts rather than listening to what God's Word says about things. You can, you can really see the importance of food in your life. All of us just assume that and know that. And the same is true spiritually for us. You can see the importance of food, spiritual food in our lives, especially when we think about how much the devil and our sinful flesh want to get us away from that word, from that food, that word of God. It's just amazing all the different ways that the devil tries to attack our eating habits as Christians. Trying to come up with false teachings that, that would cause us to, uh, to kind of question things in the Word of God. Maybe allowing our minds and hearts to start embracing a particular thought pattern or way of life that's contrary to the Word of God. Or, or maybe, I know for myself, one of my challenges is just to, just to kind of go through the motions of listening, but really not allowing it to penetrate down and into our hearts. Maybe a particular doubt starts to build up, and, and we, we kind of feed that doubt. If you talk to people who have gone through serious illnesses and um, uh, where, it's really, uh, where they've really had trouble with health issues, their doctors, too, will tell you that once that person begins regaining an appetite, that is a sign of coming, health that's coming back. Sometimes very renewed vigor of health can come back with regaining an appetite. And that happens as well spiritually for people. When, when maybe they've fallen away or drifted away from God through his word, and suddenly the Holy Spirit works repentance in their hearts to realize their sin again and come back to God and to hear that beautiful grace and forgiveness of the gospel. And suddenly they can have a hunger for it that's stronger than, than maybe it even was before in their life. Many years ago, there was a young man in a congregation I was serving that um, had fallen into a sin that was going to become very public to people. And uh, I went to meet with him, and he'd been to church now a few times. And he said, what's interesting to me is I used to go to church fairly regularly, and I would listen to the gospel and care about it, but now I can't wait to hear it. I wait for it in the sermons. I wait for it in the liturgy and in the hymns. The, the, more we, the more we realize our spiritual weaknesses in ourselves, 
the whole, when the Holy Spirit works repentance in us, we crave the word of God. We, our appetite comes back. We love the grace of Christ. We love to hear that through Christ our sins are all forgiven and that he's given us the hope of heaven. The words of the Bible often refer to eating God's scroll, eating his Bible, eating his word as sweetness to our lips. And Jewish people discovered that you can actually take a honeycomb and if you have the sharp knife, you can, you can shave off just enough of that honeycomb that it'll turn into a little tiny scroll that rolls off. And that may have been what um, the angel was using to speak to John about, eating the sweetness of God's word. And one of the reasons that God's word is so sweet to us is found in the text before us too. I am called by your name, O Lord. In your baptism, and when God put faith in your hearts, he, he there labeled you with his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and claimed you as his child. This week in our, in our uh, chapel services, we'll be talking about uh, the relationship that we have to God through his word and the blessings of that word. <clears throat> Just want to close with a story from the life of Martin Luther. Very early on, during the time of the Reformation, Luther was called on to have a great debate um, to be part of a debate that uh, Rome had sent an emissary uh, who was going to go out and debate Luther, Dr. Johann Eck. And Eck had a right-hand man that came with him, and Luther and Eck stood up and debated in the city of Leipzig. And Martin Luther just kept going back to the Word of God, kept going back to Scripture, with every argument that he made. And Dr. Eck's right-hand man was so drawn to this and taken by this that as soon as the debate ended, and it lasted for weeks, as soon as the debate ended, he resigned his post and came to Wittenberg, the university where Luther taught, and asked if he could join the faculty there, which he did. He ended up writing a hymn that we have in our hymn book, My Soul Now Bless Thy Maker. Johann Grauman, his name was. But it was the word of God that Luther kept quoting over and over that grabbed his heart and caused him to, to do that. At, the, at that same debate, someone asked Martin Luther at the end of the debate, um, would you go through this again? Would you do a debate like this again? And he said, only under one condition. And that would be if an eight-year-old child who knows the scriptures was my judge. That's the, the power that the word of God has and that even a little child can possess and what a blessing it is that God has worked an appetite in our hearts to love that word and the precious Savior that comes to us through that wonderful word. So keep eating the honey scroll of God's word. Amen.